0: come when there's no one listening silence begets the noise well um I have a heavy one to talk about um so I was trying to, I was thinking I'd talk about anything else, but um, it's kind of too much on my mind, so I have to talk about this. And I, it is very important, but it's, I don't know if I can really talk about it clearly enough, so I was pretty hesitant. But um, there's basically a riot going on in Dublin at the moment um, because uh, three children and uh, a woman... In, uh, so the very young children, like five-year-old children, um, and a thirty-year-old woman, who is possibly their teacher, um, uh, were stabbed in broad daylight by some fifty-year-old man. Um, and uh, these kids at a Gaelic school, like an Irish language school in the centre of Dublin, <clears throat> and uh, some guy with a huge knife stabbed, you know, stabbing them, and then people in- intervened and kind of beat the shit out of the dude, basically. So all of them, including the guy who was stabbing these children, are in hospital. Um, the five-year-old girl, one of the, the kids, this five-year-old girl, is apparently um, has a serious injuries and is undergoing emergency treatment. So if you're listening to this, I don't know whether, I don't know, uh, yeah, whatever time it is, um, I would encourage you to maybe pause the video or the audio and send some good vibes to that little girl. And some, I want to do this right now, some golden healing light to this child, gach banacht, every blessing, to the victim of a horrific crime. And so, yeah. Um, But uh, the city sort of exploded a little bit, and I'm going to go into the reasons for it and kind of, I'm not going to point fingers too much, but kind of just try to understand what's going on. Um, so I think the main thing is like, you know, I hope they're all okay. These are, they're going to be, you know, probably traumatized, but I hope these kids are okay. Um, and the woman. Uh, and so basically, uh, now, you know, what happened is, you know, my friend was sending me some videos. He was nearby, you know, and um, and uh, then I started seeing other videos like on Twitter and stuff of basically there's all you know young fellas, um, young men, kind of very angry at this, um, uh, kind of crossing into the um, cordoned off area, um, and then kind of attacking police, the guards, the guardy, um, who were trying to force them out back out of the area, um, and. Then you know, people got angrier. Um, people kept coming in, and um, basically, you know, police being attacked and retreating. Police cars being burned. I think the the tram, like the Lewis, I saw burning, um, and uh, big crowds and pretty crazy like scenes. Um, and so obviously, like a lot of this is, um, you know. Uh, there's like young young people who just want something to be angry at and who love some mayhem and to smash some stuff, um, you know, uh, some primal instincts kicking in, you know, um, who just, you know, are get, you know, us against them. Oh, yeah, fucking, you know, police, let's go attack them. Or like, you know, um, wanting to just, you know, whatever, have something a bit more interesting, some burns down some stuff. Um but that's not, and then I think that's what the government's going to be talking about. Be like, Oh, you know, you know, these people, uh, you know, just crazy people, burning people, attacking police. And they have, definitely that's true. They shouldn't be attacking the police. Um, the police didn't cause this, you know. Um, I guess one factor I should mention is the guy, it appears that the, the person who was stabbing these children was um, Algerian or some sort of, some, you know, a uh, newcomer to this country. Um, and this is in the context of, I'm going to get into briefly um, and um, why this is such a hot button topic at the moment. But so there's definitely all these, you know, a bunch of young people, you know, in the, you know, in inner city Dublin, there's some issues of like crime already and maybe people who maybe, who knows, maybe there's a lot of teenage pregnancy in certain areas. Maybe there's some kind of young people who maybe are a bit rowdy and wild and um maybe grew up without too much you know parental discipline um so that's a factor but there's also you know like terrible people who have just been deprived and you know lacking opportunities from a state which from my point of view like often uh, doesn't really take care of the people very well um and so there's also you know uh, poverty causing these things but there's definitely a to give the devil his due, there's definitely an element of young people, you know, doing things they shouldn't be doing and just going crazy, you know, and kind of some older people. Um, uh, however, there's also I think there's a lot of people involved who wouldn't. There's not enough people like that for this to just spark off out of nowhere. Um, there's a lot of people involved who would be more sane people um, and who are very very angry that these children have been attacked, and this comes in the wake of other similar attacks where. Um, Irish people have been attacked by, you know, newcomers to the country um, in a context where the government seems to have been, for political correctness reasons, not really on top of the game and paying attention. Um, so again, I will get to that in a moment, but so before we talk about that, it seems my feeling is that there, are, there is a lot of people who feel like, um, uh, who are being pushed into this um, rioting. And you know, you shouldn't be rioting. I don't think that's, a, that's not helping anything. That's just destroying property. But um, uh, I think there's a lot of people who are very angry and they're being pulled into that. And it's very dangerous that I believe the government has a lot of responsibility here as well as these people who are rioting. So it's not who's right or wrong. It's like both the wrong on both sides. So, And I'm just going to lay out the situation which I think has fueled why it's not just the, the small, you know, crowd of like, uh, kind of crazies. There's also, I think like, um, a wider group of people who have been drawn into this. People who are maybe, you know, crazy adjacent are being pulled into it, you know? Um, and you know, maybe people who are good people, but they, they feel like, um, the police and the government, are no longer that they are basically, um, treasonous. They're no, no longer serving the, the country. So to finally get into that, basically, like this comes in the context of, um, uh, you know, there's many benefits to immigration, you know, my family's benefited from immigration um, and I've immigrated back to Ireland, basically. (laughs) Um, My family left and then I've come back. Um, But, and you know, immigration, you know, obviously brings many benefits to individuals and also to countries, you know, cultural exchange, people who really want to work and, but then it's not, uh, you know, it's not like there's no downsides to it either, right? It um, People have different ways of doing things that can destabilize the culture, you know. Um, oh, there's different ways of doing it. Oh, it's like if too many people join a party, you know, a few people join a party, it's really interesting. But if half the party are now people you don't know, it's no longer, even if they're having fun, you might not be having fun anymore, because you're like, who are these people? You know, now that's not a perfect analogy, but there's some similarity there where if too many people join a, a culture too quickly, it can destabilize things and um, bring out the worst instincts in the native people. So I think immigration is good, but it, obviously most rational people would agree there's a certain limit. It shouldn't be too quick, too, too much too quick. Um, now we could debate what that limit is, but I think only kind of ideologues or extremists would. Uh, I think only extremists will say oh, no, zero immigration is the correct number. Um, and well i don't know maybe that's their, their opinion but like i would say you know that's too extreme i would call that extreme but then to say oh no open borders i think well, that's crazy also you know somewhere in the middle but um so there's been this mass immigration to ireland and most people have been welcoming in general but there's been this trend where the, there's a sense and i think justified that the irish government are not actually looking after the irish people anymore to some extent they are but to a very large extent they're not I'll give details in a moment, but just to cut to the chase here because I'm going to wind this up within the next five minutes. the Irish government has not been take, um, properly meeting its responsibilities of representing the people. It's basically acting like an aristocracy. They're not listening to the people. They, they you know do surveys or what do people feel about this issue say hate the hate speech laws bring in censorship basically saying if we deem it hate hateful, then we can put you in prison for having that even if you're not going to share it you have some you know document on your computer the guards can come and search your house and if they find it you could go to prison for six years and it's not not at all the legislation does not define hate at any point so that's very you know violating free speech and like for a country which is so you know deeply devoted to freedom due to our history and you know centuries and centuries of domination by britain Um, it's just so uh, offensive that this is being brought in. The the most precious freedom, the freedom of thought and speech and consciousness is being attacked by the government. And the vast majority of the public said, like, no, we don't want that. And the government said, oh, well, we're going to do it anyway. And they've just been arrogantly pushing it through. And that's just one example. There's countless examples. Look at what happened during the COVID-19 pandemic, just, you know, draconian laws. Um, No consultation on what do the people think should you we just let everyone kind of go about their business and we isolate the, the vulnerable people no there's no question it was just the government told us what to do we have to listen and you know um, state you know the state ballooning and ballooning getting bigger and bigger and yet not really providing very good services or bang for the buck for while the people are paying you know inflation's going through the roof due to government spending and borrowing and printing of money and yet quality of life is getting harder for people in general um, So there's all these uh, problems where, you know, all the militarization, uh, you know, trying to get Ireland more militaristic, whereas most Irish people prefer the traditional policy of neutrality. There's all these examples of these things um, where there's a sense that the Irish government is not actually serving the people. And so that's a big enough problem on its own. But then you've got this thing where they're also um, very keen on bringing more people in, um, and which, you know, I'm in favor of if if it's properly... Regulated and like anything, in, you know, in society, um, but uh, huge, um, you know, immigration um, and uh, a lot of it unvetted. There's many, many asylum seekers from the Ukraine war. Many people coming in, but then also just people from all over the place being brought in. Um, many of them without any documents and just being coming in. And so this is a big concern a lot of people have. And these people are being housed all over the country. And the, there's a case where there's a village of a thousand people. Was it a thousand people? Well, maybe it was 500 people. Aaron Mo and um, the government didn't tell them. They just said, oh, yeah, we're going to put a thousand, like double the population of the village, a thousand um, asylum seekers, um, you know, just in your village there. And they're like, without talking to the village, like, we don't have the services to deal with this, blah, blah, blah. So this is happening all around the place. And this, this sense that um, the government, maybe, you know, for some political shenanigans with the European Union trying to, you know, oh, look how good we are doing our bit. That they're more concerned with, you know, rubbing shoulders with people in Brussels than with actually thinking about the practical situation of the people and what do I, the Irish people want. And Irish people are, you know, Cade the Fulcher, 100,000 welcomes, incredibly welcoming people. But even the most welcoming person should have boundaries. And there are boundaries, naturally. And they're being pushed against because Leo Varadkar, the Prime Minister, he, the Taoiseach, he just said um, his concept of uh, consultation with the public is explaining What's going to happen, you know, with, you know, migrants and putting asylum seekers, it's not about listening to whether they want them or not. So it's a kind of top down, parental, um, nanny state approach, and um, not at all democratic. And so you have this background of the government not respecting the people, and causing all kinds of problems. And then um, large scale immigration, which hate to have to say this again, but I think this is such a triggering topic, I am gonna say it again, which has many benefits. And I love, you know, I teach English, so I, I meet all kinds of people from all over the place. Many of them are probably gonna some of them, I think, will be watching this. And hello, I love you all, you know? Like, um, we're all welcome here. But um, there, we can all agree, no country in the world would agree to just unlimited immigration out of nowhere. Because um, people have a right to live where they live. And Ireland won't be Ireland if you know the certain if the the, the local people aren't allowed to kind of um, have their culture. Uh, this culture is beautiful too. And so we're not. I'm not going to get too deep into the whole immigration thing. That's, I'm going to talk about that in another episode. But say when all these people are coming here. All right. So that's all great and wonderful. But of course when. Um, in certain, uh, when the local people have problems with the government, that can put more stress on the situation. But the real problem has been deportations. People who break the law haven't been being deported. They're they're supposed to be, um, uh, you know, if there's a thousand people who are supposed to be deported, it's been revealed recently um, uh, uh, that something like 10% of them have actually uh, been forcibly deported. The rest, it's like, and I might be getting the numbers wrong, but it's a huge, outrageous, crazy, scandalous number where there's all these people who have broken the law and they've been basically told they have to leave, but they haven't been made to leave. And um, and a huge, very few of them have actually left the country. So, and then, um, and you have situations basically where people are told to deport, they're deported, but unless they commit some really serious crime, it's never followed up. Um, and you have a case, this whole riot, has um, come where people are at boiling point, um, because there's a a woman called Aisling Murphy, who's a teacher, um, who, you know, kind of, for all, you know, seems to be a very, you know, good, beautiful, you know, uh, kind person, the kind of person you'd want around, you know, Um, and she was killed um, by someone from overseas, um, who came here. And again, that shouldn't matter, right? It's just, oh, you were killed by someone, that's, the most important thing right it's like um there should just be equality and justice under the law but this person was able to live here without ever 10 years just you know milking social welfare and not um working no jobs right and just you know you know basically using various entitlement schemes um and and was able and then so without contributing to society and then just you know committing a murder um and there's this sense of like, it's all being brushed up. And you know, the, the boyfriend mentioned um, this uh, just recently, I think at the, the trial um, that like, how is this possible that this is able to happen? Um, and mentioned that angle of like, you know, people coming to the country and, and being able to like, kind of exploit the system like that. Um, and then, you know, to go on and commit these crimes. And it's not the only one, there've been other cases of these things. And of course, Irish people also commit crimes for sure, you know, but it's worse, right? If you're a visitor in a country and you're doing that, I think that is worse. Like, um, I think, you know, if you're going somewhere, there's a certain extra responsibility to be um, righteous, you know, Um, and, you know, both, you know, people, everyone should be following the law. But... Um, And so but this uh, comment by the boyfriend, um, it was ignored by the media, you know, they couldn't argue with it because like, how could you attack someone who's in such a terrible situation? But um, it's just ignored. And that's so typical, like, basically, the political culture here is, it's just not talked about this stuff. It's like, you're a right wing extremist, if you mention that there should be reasonable limits on immigration, or that people who commit crimes should be deported properly, you know, and so it's a very strange situation. But I think and um, there's a huge housing crisis here and there's many, many homeless people on the streets and there's many families who are really struggling to get by um, and they're working hard and they can barely save anything, barely find, have a, you know, um, uh, a roof over their head, like literally. And the government is bringing in more and more people without the consent of the, you know, the normal people really uh, just, you know, yeah, unlimited, you know, bring in more and more asylum seekers. Uh, many of whom we don't actually know if they're genuine asylum seekers. They're not being processed outside, um, and uh, and so you know again, like it's a very messy topic. But um, there's limited resources in in the country, and so this has made people very um, angry. that People feel like you know it's a very welcoming country, and we want people to be able to come and you know share, you know, and you know. Uh, help Ireland grow but that and the same things mirrored in many countries in Europe by the way I would say Um, and this same dynamic um, is at play where basically the government has been betraying the confidence of the people and and not take not taking care of the people which would be bad enough even if there was no immigration issue just not taking not not properly doing your job bad idea and you know it cause you know puts it a lot of, uh, public stabi- um, political stability and social, you know, peace, uh, at, at risk. But then on top of that, you're bringing outsiders in who often ha- find it easier. Like there's many, um, entitlements available to people who come to the country where, and I don't know if this is true, but there's a pub- uh, common perception that for someone who's coming in as a refugee, you can, it's easier to get, um, uh, or, you know, or, um, potentially even just as a migrant in general, easier to access government services than if you're a local. Um, and so in this situation, people are very angry. And with the murder of Aisling Murphy, this was a boiling point, um, this sense of like, you know, um, that not just that the government's ignoring the problem and, and for polit- political correctness reasons, but also just the scale of that this just keeps continuing to, to the pressure is increasing Um, more and more people coming in um, and uh, a sense that, yeah, the government is just completely not um, caring about the people. And then you have some fella from overseas who has, you know, uh, um, knifed, stabbed these children um, and the whole place erupts. And again, to come full circle, I'm not at all justifying a riot. Uh, it's terrible and it's um, it just it risks the government I you know t- unfortunately I, I doubt that I hope people in the, the good I hope some good can come from this and that the government will go okay look this is a really crazy situation surely we've done something wrong surely this isn't just crazy young people throwing bricks at cars surely we have done you know have a bit of introspection but um I'm not sure if they are going to do that though. Unfortunately I think there's quite a few narcissists in high levels in um, the government here and elsewhere. and so I think the danger is that um, you know public lawlessness will just cause a tit-for-tat escalation thing and this is happening all around the world as well. you look at you know Ukraine and Gaza and stuff in different scales and different ways, but there's this lack of peace from people kind of unable to see multiple perspectives. In this little, uh, podcast here, I'm trying to give you two sides to it and say, yeah, it's wrong to be having a riot and pe- this is not healthy and it's not useful. But, um, and, you know, a lot of it is just people wanting mayhem. But then um, on the other side, uh, you have to, I think the truth is involves, you know, looking at it from the other side too and saying, yeah, there are legitimate grievances which are pushing, I think... Um, causing the ranks of people who are willing to go throw bricks to swell. And then there's many other people who aren't willing to do that, but they're very unhappy. And um, they could be persuaded to vote in some crazy political party, like what happened with, in Nazi Germany, you know. Hitler, Germany's in a terrible situation, so Hitler was voted in not by, you know, extremists, but by the middle class. They were like, we just, you know, just fix the problem, you know. And so I think, I, you know, I'm kind of hoping, like, uh this like um, people can be able to wrap their heads around multiple perspectives and see like the, that the government um, really needs to reassess what they've been doing because immigration's a wonderful thing and it's very helpful, but it's not without its drawbacks. And if you have, you know, um, too much immigration too quickly, while you are not um, treating the people respectfully, and you're actually, you know, demeaning and disrespecting the people by talking a bunch of shite about being a democratic re- representative. But in reality, you just want to be their ruler and, you know, um, force ideas on them that they don't want. Um, then that's a recipe for disaster, and um, it can spiral out of control very quickly. So I think we are at a point where hopefully enough people are within the government and within you know general society are aware like ooh, this isn't looking too good um we need to get together and try to share perspectives and get people to kind of um start talking and just bringing more balance to this so you know uh make the government less corrupt and more transparent less lazy less you know Um, self-absorbed and, um, you know, ideological and more um, connected to what their real job is, which is serving the people and the the will of the people, what people want. Um, And then also connecting to um, people in these kind of, you know, communities where they feel so alienated from society and they feel like they've got no hope and that, um, you know, that the police are against them and the government's against them and the upper classes are against them. And to help them um be able to try to have empathy for you know their so-called enemies also and yeah and try to take some of this energy that's uh and to put it to a more useful use than burning buses so all right i'll stop there and at the end of the day um i hope uh these kids are okay and um that they too can you know won't get traumatized from this um and that that can, they can um, put this in the frame of some sort of story or context that allows them to understand. You know, this is a crazy guy, you know, um, and, uh, you know, obviously a sick person to do that to children. Um, and that, but that, you know, whatever it is, that they will physically and emotionally be okay, you know. Um, and that, yeah. So, so every blessing to the child uh, in hospital. Gach, Banach, Colleen. All right, that's it, everyone. So I did my best. Not perfect. Sorry if it was offensive. Sorry if it's um, too shallow, but I did my best, you know. So, all right, see you next week. Keep it real and love to all beings. We're all branches of the same tree, whatever culture we're from, but, you know, uh, balance and uh, sensitivity is required, and so let's try to set about being sensitive and balanced with the different perspectives people have, you know. All right.